Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast, pottering around the tank of swimming brains that contains Mangum Reads. We are three muggles who, quite frankly, wouldn't have gotten on the Thestrals in the first place. My name is Sarah. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, BJ and Spencer. How are you all doing? We're suggesting that we're suggesting that Reeds is one of the brains that's now floating around the tank. Is that is that the visual we're getting here? I think so. Yes. Oh, I was, what gonna, I was thinking that Reeds was the tank with the brains, and and pottering around was sort of one of the ones that was medulla up, uh, floating <laughs> at the top. But, so, so the other well, story was that the other story was that we were the brains. So I just wanted to make sure. We, this. I don't know. It's it's not a perfect metaphor, guys. Let's yeah, move right. on. Uh, we are back after a little bit of a break, um, yes. much traveling, some of it by Thestral, um, <clears throat> and we are on chapter, what number chapter are we on? 34. Chapter 34 of the Department fifth book of Harry Potter, the of Department Mysteries. of Mysteries. And yep. we have some segments that we do here. We have a rapid fire recap, uh, BJ's Wizard Wheezes, Newbie's Notes with Spencer. We award house points, uh, which I have once again forgotten about until exactly this moment of announcing that that is a segment that we do. <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> and uh, we'll do it live. It's fine. There, we have questions and. Uh, Speaking of questions, queries. It's not uh, time n- n- for now, it. Now, <laughs> what liquid do you think brains? swim around in in the harry potter universe glad you clarified that last point <laughs> um, uh, well i know what liquid brains swim around in in the real universe i, I know you do I was, this. are you we sure you're qualified to do your job <laughs> this is a lot they're a lot less active i'm presuming than than the uh the, the brains in the harry potter universe i uh i don't mm, butterbeer <laughs> gotta keep them in a certain state of intoxicated otherwise they just get everywhere they're like, they're like mantis shrimp they go for the glass they attack the people who are watching them it's horrible so the question is do you think that the uh, I presume carbonation or carb- carbonation like thing that, that butterbeer has mm-hmm. would feel funny on a brain or because you don't have any like pain information that, that, that your brain you don't have pain neurons or anything like that if they just don't notice. Maybe what, it what? sparks d- new ideas. <laughs> we're at a point of where we're completely removing anything resembling an adrenal system from the stake of the brain, and it's actually swimming around a tank. I think we've passed beyond the ability of the fact that the brain lacks neurons to feel pain. Neuron pain receptors, anyway. Otherwise, it's just a combination of neurons. Separate issue! So it would be really funny if this was in the movie and they had like spinal cords that acted like flagella and were just like spinning around motoring the brains all around. But I think that's a little bit too close to horror. Uh, Well, we've got a chapter coming up here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) On Uh, that point, Sarah, we start out with a recap. We do. How much time do you think you need? I'm going to go with a just under two minutes for this one. This is... Uh, we have we other than a deep dive on the floating brains. We have not really done first impressions of this chapter, but this is a weird, like actually kind of a weird chapter in the Harry Potter universe. It is a transition chapter, as we have talked about a lot of transition chapters before. But like, it actually does get more horror y. Yeah, it, it, here it's the main it's the main focus. It, it's, it's, it's a, yeah. It, 
it's a somewhat purposefully meandering chapter just so we can see a kaleidoscope of horror of what's contained within the you know the department of mysteries and to kind of experience it as our main characters are i think but for me especially rereading it this morning while i was doing my notes like it gives a distinctly different feel from mm-hmm. some other stuff from really anything else i think we've gotten um certainly for like a consistent one off chapter um all of that to say that I'm going to go under two, two minutes. minutes. <laughs> it's a relatively right. short chapter, and a lot of it is summarizable. Okay. Stopwatch is ready whenever you are. They load up on the Thestrals with Hermione, Jenny, and Ron deeply uneasy about not being able to see the thing they're riding on. The creatures seem to know the way to the Ministry of Magic and take to the skies riding fast. Harry convinces himself on the flight that nothing could have yet happened to Sirius. He'd have felt uh, Voldemort's reaction. Hours later, they alight in front of the telephone box visitors' entrance to the ministry, cramming in and receiving their badges, which list rescue mission as the purpose of their visit. Descending to an empty atrium, Harry realizes how eerie it is uh, without anyone there before moving them along the elevate along to the elevators and out to the Department of Mysteries in the corridor from his dreams. Through the door, into a circular room with more doors that rotates around them to confuse the exit, they start trying and marking doors, particularly one that leads to an amphitheater with a dais and a stone arch, a uh, swaying veil, whispering voices, and the feeling of someone just out of sight. Harry's drawn to the arch, convinced someone was just there. It takes Hermione reminding him about Sirius to get them moving again. The next door is locked so well it melts Sirius's knife, but the next door yields a familiar room with sparkling light bouncing from thousands of clock faces. There's a bell jar at the center at the center with a hummingbird caught in an endless life cycle. They make it to the final door, wands out, and enter into a th- cathedral-like hall full of shelves and glass orbs and begin creeping to row 97, catching sight of the almost endless rows of the glass spheres and their tiny labels. In row 97... Nothing. But Harry's convinced that they must be close. They check to the end of the row before Hermione suggests Sirius isn't there. Harry turns frantic before Ron calls him over to uh, something on the shelf. An orb with a tag reading SPT to APWBD, Dark Lord and question mark, Harry Potter. They're dumbfounded that his name is down there. Against Hermione's advice, he reaches for it. It's got his name on it, after all. And after he grabs it, a voice from behind demands that he hands it over. With time to spare, 151. With, with time to spare. Uh, anyway, that's the chapter. <laughs> As you say, a lot going on in a lot of different directions. Uh, yeah, and people's different reactions to different things in the chat. You know, we have a full cast of character. We have, what, six people altogether mm-hmm. here? Oh, um, pl- plus voice, plus, I would say just location forms a character with this kind of shifting landscape. Yeah, um, so it's uh, it's interesting. And I also love there's a there's a moment where they look into a hallway that is, I think it's the one with the floating brains in it, where there are also just like many other doors in that room. And they're like, how, how long does this act, how big is it down here? Which is like pretty creepy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, PJ, what are you wheezing about? Um, I was a little surprised that uh, J.K. Rowling is, is a fan of Tolkien um, because she also agrees that, you know, you cannot simply walk into Mordor's if they're locked. <laughs> oh, God. Somehow did not see that coming. Anyway, this episode is over. It's been nice to be with you guys. <laughs> BJ, every now and then you just hit concentrated you to a degree that is hard to actually make it past. I do what I can. 
Um, Sarah, I, so we have this theory and, um, I am committing towards it more and more that there is a limited amount of punctuation, Correct. uh, in, in the literature world. And so, uh, about, you know, six, 700 pages in JK Rowling discovered that the semicolons were no longer, uh, as, uh, easy to use in the profligate manner that, that she has in the past. And she has now moved over to the full colon um, with more and more uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of wild. Um, as I I don't know what a colon is supposed to mean anymore in, in a literary context, especially the way that they're being used. Can you give um, us an example, please? So uh, it's in the second page of this chapter mm-hmm. uh, is the first one. We have many more than one. <laughs> Harry did not think he had ever moved so fast, colon, the Thestral streaked over the castle, its wide wings hardly beating. And it, I, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. You know, what's funny is that uh, people always complain about like, oh, you shouldn't use semicolons because nobody uses them correctly. Like they're really difficult to figure out where you're supposed to use them and where you're not yeah. supposed to use them, et cetera, et cetera. It's better to just stay away from them. I feel like they have much more give in possible uses than a colon does because this is actually just wrong. Um, But wait, if we turn the page, we have another one. Twilight fell colon. The sky turned to a light, dusty purple littered with tiny silver stars. And soon it was the only lights of muggle towns that gave them any clue how far from the ground they were or how very fast they were traveling. Um, The first clause of uh the section after the colon yeah sure could have I worked guess. you could have it, yeah. it's it's a an, an evocative definition of the phrase before the colon and it was a little bit of a list too but so, then <laughs> but then we needed more clauses and it went downhill like, from there yeah so i'm going to take a brief break uh from from the colon madness because this sentence evokes it it is wild that Luna is riding side saddle. That is... <laughs> it's, from, it's an image. I'm pretty sure that J.K. Rowling has never seen anybody ride a horse and just has read things where women ride side saddle for reasons that she doesn't really know. Um, that seems right, yeah. And I'm a little surprised that we didn't get, like, girls riding their broom side saddle because she just was like, yeah, I mean. No one else is described this way in terms of how they're riding the, the, the Thestral, despite the fact there are two other, two other women that are also going. This just seems to fit into that just otherworldly charm of Luna, that she is just so utterly in her element that she's like a Victorian lady on holiday, m- mounts her steed and away they go. I, I like the interpretation that it is not necessarily, although I suppose this doesn't preclude it, it is not necessarily J.K. Rowling that doesn't understand what side saddle is or what that would mean, but it is That's instead fair. Luna who, is, who has read too much historical romance. And <laughs> <laughs> this is how you ride a Thestral, otherwise there's a very serious risk they might eat one of your companions. We wrote about it three, uh, three, three issues ago. Mm-hmm. So what do you think a romantic fantasy cover in the Harry Potter world looks like. The same because way they do in all literature. Yeah, sure. this, this ish spans like, the communities. Most, most of the time, people are wearing robes. Uh, which... Fabio, Fabio's been making royalties that he hasn't even fully understood. 
<laughs> so the question is, are there like Quidditch player like tropes in Oh, a thousand percent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try something while we're talking here. I may or may not have something to give you all as a little present by the no. end. Of... I, I'm excited. <laughs> and um, by the end so of this, but let's... We're going to continue with continue the, the colon madness mm. um, a little bit, because this one is more confusing. Harry realized at once that she was right, colon. He could no sooner have picked the exit from the other doors than located an ant upon the jet black floor. Again, a period I, will do. What period? Sem- like just just choose any of the other punctuations that you misuse mm-hmm. uh, or overuse, and just put it in there, and it wouldn't be as problematic. Um, so we do have a, you know a couple sentence paragraphs. We're not going to read them because we've been doing a bunch of reading already. Um, but I will put in uh, blibbering is is a J.K. Rowling word. It is not a real word. It it's oh. it's just you, if you Google it, you get J.K. Rowling's stuff. Uh, oh, interesting. And it's, it seems like the uh, she didn't want to write drunk, so blibbering was sort of the uh, adjective that she uses. I think there's, like, blibbering drink or something. Okay. And, and yeah, it, it was just a, that doesn't look like a real word. Oh, no, no, it's not. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, making up fun words like that, it, I... Could have been an English thing that I wasn't familiar with, but, um, you know. I, I completely rolled with it. I thought it was a perfect word for the context. This is this is yeah. her Shakespeare moment. She has, yeah. She's added a and word to the lexicon. she does this sometimes, yeah. She does this sometimes, yeah. and she's pretty um, good about it. So, the, so this does bring up sort of the question um, that it's one of my favorite things that writers tend to do super weird things for how they write, Um I think it was Piers Anthony that that famously uses a Dvorak uh, keyboard because he decided it was better. There are people in modern times that that write on old-fashioned word processors and and uh, like other things to mm-hmm. not avail themselves of technology. This kind of feels like the perfect. She couldn't quite remember the word blithering, and mm-hmm. just went. Eh, this is close <laughs> enough. Um, the other thing that, that I feel I'm going to comment on that, that is going to be my segue into Newbie's notes, which is um, I've never before heard Chekhov's gun cock, and <laughs> it did in this chapter. Um, oh, there's this thing that we're, is doing all these weird things to Harry, and we're just going to go over to the right here and ignore it. Because, Keep track of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll probably be really soon because we don't have much more in the book and we need to resolve things quickly. <laughs> Correct. So, Correct. Uh, yeah. Newbie's notes. Newbie's Let's notes. Let's go. Uh, we'll start off with just an overarching one. Oh my God, it was a trap. I am shocked, almost too shocked for words. Literally no one here is shocked except for Harry. Yeah, everybody else is just like, okay, everyone, just give him space. He's going to realize that he screwed us all over and we're going to die in a second. Why we all agreed to, like, main character follow him into this moment for the sake of his emotional health is a separate question. We'll ponder if we live. Never split the party, Spencer. Except when we always want little... It, 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 <laughs> I, 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 will, I, will, I will accept the maxim. It, 
we we all saw it coming. All, as you say, Sarah, all characters in text saw it coming. Harry is still flabbergasted. So the other the wild, the, my favorite thing about this is I can't figure out if this is just which trope we're leaning into. And is the Ministry of Magic supposed to be like French or Italian? Because <laughs> it's after hours and it's like, we're done. <laughs> Not uh, so there. <laughs> Sorry, they're under three hour required lunch break. Just you're not going to find anyone in the building. Uh, um, go ahead, Spencer. I was going to keep going. What else you got? Uh, how many ministry badges would you have? And would you see if they could print the wildest things on them and still let you in? <laughs> like, what? what's the... Do you, do you think that hostile takeover as a visitor's badge is, is going to be something that will happen in this series of books? Because there's no reason that it shouldn't. I mean, why not? There's no like you know alarm that is triggered based on certain phrases. I'm not, again, I'm not fully convinced this is automatic. I kind of headcan and hope there's just a very very bored administrative person up there that is just writing down whatever you say. But regardless, yes, PJ, I would go up and down that elevator a hundred times to find out if I could just say, "Hey, I'm here to murder Cornelius Fudge." And the badge <laughs> just prints out, uh, you know, Spencer Leach here for a murderin'. I would be. I, that would make my day. I would have. I would carry that badge around everywhere. I mean, it's clearly a house elf, but it's it, 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 sure. Maybe they're using a voice modulator that does exist in this universe, doesn't it? Uh, as we discussed, Luna moments when Luna is utterly in her element are just delightful. Oh dear Christ! What the hell is that thing? Sarah just sent around a picture that is. Sarah, explain. Uh, well, I am trying to use AI for its obviously intended purpose, which is <laughs> <laughs> to, oh, I think I have a better one. Hold on. Uh, which is to uh, mock up what romance novel covers would look like in the Harry Potter universe. Um, please put in the prompt Fifty Shades of Slytherin. I will. I will do that. I will do that next. Uh, we will, we, we might be able to post these to our socials so that we are not just, um, talking about these in an audio medium. We'd have our podcast cover art for the next few episodes. not sharing them, but, um, they are, I, I did have to put in, I got some very like young adult romance covers the first couple of rounds until I realized you have to put in the term bodice ripping. That's very funny. Um, I like that the that AI hands are still very wrong, and AI can't do that. They're deeply weird. Yeah, they're deeply weird. I'm, I'm very curious as to how it did pick up that Scotland is a thing, and that's probably where we are. Um, <laughs> oh lord. Oh, uh, Ron has not aged well. Ron has not aged well. Uh, nor has he correctly color matched his foundation. <laughs> Anyway, sorry to uh, sorry to derail this. I will. I will. Look. No, this was this was better. <laughs> oh, it's the lowest bad words. <laughs> okay. BJ, BJ and Sarah right now are going to put together a compilation of this that we will happily post. I will continue. Uh, Harry's offhand comment to Ron about maybe you don't actually want to be able to see Thestrals was delightfully unexplained. I appreciate that the book text has gotten comfortable enough with its readers; it does not need to explain the joke. And also very, very dark. Uh, it's also very dark that that 
You decided that that was a joke. I like it. I like this, Spencer. <laughs> I, I'm here for you being. Uh, th- this is the probably not as long uh, amusing, but the uh, Guardians are mentors of Harry Potter right now. <laughs> the, seeing dead people is is a fun running joke that that J.K. Rowling is going to have. She sure. keeps making it. Uh, Harry's a- this ties into the first point, but Harry's absolute certainty that he understands perfectly to 100% how to read Voldemort's emotions, and by that means be able to... That one's actually pretty good, Sarah. I put in... I did two BJ's instructions, put in Fifty Shades of Slytherin, uh, and it I, it's interesting. <laughs> Again, we will post these, everybody. Don't worry. Uh, but Harry's absolute certainty just bleeds into everything. He assumes that he has a perfect barometer, 100% accurate degree, be able to predict Voldemort's emotions, and through that, Voldemort's actions in a way that this chapter hopefully finally disproves to the man, because all the rest of us have been certain from the word jump. Uh, in terms of just little cute moments, the Thestrals immediately going trash panda and just going off to forage garbage after they land is just cute. I love them. They're little weird. They're big, weird raccoons. Yes. It's it, 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 it's positively adorable. <laughs> they just immediately like, okay, now we've landed. Oh, look, trash. Let's all root together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, do creatures of death and destruction. Oh, is that a candy bar wrapper? <laughs> it also, this is from like fun descriptions, but the horse touched the dark ground as lightly as a shadow was just, okay, J.K. Rowling, that was, that's a very nice way of expressing that point. Yeah. Uh, I don't normally say things that Harry is obviously better than me at, uh, but the fact that Harry was able to instantly recall the number to the phone booth puts him leagues ahead of me in terms of being able to keep track of that minutia throughout this book. That would have been hilarious if they got there, and he's just like, uh, it was some buttons, I'm just gonna start pressing them until it works. It's only 100,000 combinations, let's start. Uh... I said the cool female voice, fully convinced that some bored bureaucrat that's just out of of either lack of engagement or amusement just writing down whatever, and particularly if it involves some degree of murdering her superiors, all the merrier. Uh, I completely forgot about the fountain with the... I remembered the fountain, forgot the water comes out of the house elves' ears. Left out that detail in my mind. Jesus Christ, this fountain. I had forgotten that too. Do we know that from the previous description? I, uh, I thought we had it as a chapter heading. Like, oh, oh just for, yeah, the yeah. image was there. I couldn't... Okay, yeah, I don't remember. Now, I don't now we've remember clocking camp. the water out of the ears. I mean, honestly, it's a good thing that J.K. Rowling didn't go European because that would have been much more problematic. <laughs> mm. And so she just had to choose another orifice. Yeah. Uh, there is a fun moment here of where we do confirm that this is the world before cell phones, either just due to the time period the books were written in, but also the, the wizarding setting, of there's a moment of when he says, okay, well, maybe two people should stay behind to provide a warning, and their response is, but how would we communicate that warning? So much horror has had to be rewritten and changed as a result of the existence of cell phones, and this is just a fun little other example of that. Um, the other thing that I find very funny, and I, I assume it's just because of, like, what it is, um... Airplanes need to not exist in this world, and like Harry Potter needs to have never been on one. And I understand that he could have been uh, the age that he was when we started this and not have ridden in an airplane, but it f- feels very funny for that not to have been a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully believe he has not been on an airplane in his life with the Dursleys. Hmm. They, they do not take him to Spain with them when they travel. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. 
Um, no, and I think we know that, too. He stays with yeah. uh, Mrs. Fig. We also have to assume that we are definitely in pre-surveillance state Britain, that these guys can be flying through the air, landing in the middle of downtown London, and there's just no record kept of that. Yes, uh, yeah. correct. As the Department of Mysteries was not expecting House of Leaves to merge with Harry Potter in the middle of this particular text, <laughs> but cha- constantly changing landscape, a new horror behind each door. This is a moment of where I hope this is well adapted to the screen, because... We don't get Harry describe the reactions of Neville and Luna, and just I'm sure polar opposite behind him, just watching this landscape unfold, but I need to see them put out live. I like the idea that Luna is just furiously taking notes for yes. uh, the Quibbler. Man, the AI got the noses wrong with that one. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> uh, brains and... Bra- the brain tank. Why is there an anthropomorphic brain tank? What... What purpose does this have? Has the Ministry of Magic partnered with the Mind Flayers? I, are, they, are they putting together a new crop of food so they can help tame them as part of adding to their Thestral Menagerie? What is this? I, I'm trying to figure out what would be more or less anthropomorphic with the brains than <laughs> than what we have. Because that, that, it's such a very funny and weird uh, word to use in reference to brains. And also, <laughs> we don't know that the brains are human brains. That's so, true. They could be turtle brains and look really weird. And... The fact that they recognize them as brains suggests that there's a certain mass of brain here. If it was a turtle brain, you would you, you have to stare pretty hard to realize that wasn't just a worm going through the tank. I might start sending you guys images of brains shortly. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and, and Sarah, as you read it, it just kind of continues, because then we also get to see the stone archway and constantly moving black veil that apparently whispers with voices inviting and beckoning you to cross through that this isn't this is a gateway of death whether it literally is or not this is a gateway of death this is something from very much grounded mytho- you know ancient mythology of this is the orb you pass through to enter into the underworld there will be a three-headed dog on your left <laughs> we already uh, encountered that it uh there we did it lives in the attic it <laughs> Hogwarts. Because Although I guess we don't know what happened to Fluffy after book one. <laughs> I'm hoping he's been rerouted to some other environs. Sure. PJ, uh, you often talk about how it's annoying that all the artifacts that have been put together in this world that are never returned to use. Well, J.K. Rowling heard your concerns. The knife is dead. The knife is dead. We will never see the knife again. It interacted with a door that did not appreciate it, and the knife is dead. I had not considered, I had never noticed Sentient before. doors? No. And that they, this one just got violated? No, no <laughs> but we had the, the knife introduced. We talked about the knife. The knife was there. It has done nothing other than fail to do a thing. <laughs> it opened one door, did it? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I think, I think it, uh, it, it opened the office. It oh, that's right. Okay, office. so it did serve a purpose. And now we have the one sentence explanation for how it will never be used again. See, okay. what Harry didn't understand was this was that this was a, a maximum use magical artifact of where he used its sole use and now it decays. It just took some time for that to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird bird and egg thing, I, I think it's Jenny that is just fascinated by this. I, meanwhile, would be just staring with abject horror at the hell that bird is going through. So that's a sentient living bird. That's a nightmare. That is, mm-hmm. the, I mean, 
philosophers have written about how utterly traumatic it would be to be, you know, to be conscious while being born, much less have that cycle continually repeat forever. Please find a way to rescue that bird, people. They're trying to miniaturize a phoenix, and this is along the way. If you if you want to convince me that this is an this is an institute of horror and evil, this is a wonderful way of just of demonstrating that. To the degree, apparently, the brains floating around in the tank wasn't. Uh, the glass ball. We, we have a glass ball. It was apparently created 16 years ago on a shelf of a room filled with nothing but other, you know, shelves to the ceiling of glass balls. Sarah, you're about to say something. No, all I was going to point out is, like, amidst thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of more glass yes. balls. An end of Indiana Jones and in the, in, in the, Ra- the Rage of the Lost Ark kind of just warehouse of nothing but glass balls. Not explain what this is. All we get is that it was what is written on it. SPT to APWBD, comma, or next line, Dark Lord and, and this is a delightful little addition, parentheses, question mark, mm-hmm. Harry Potter. The fact that this is a, a Harry is just eyeballing and is being 16 years old and written at that time. And from this description, I don't know. I don't know. It's one among many. Spencer, ma- is it your favorite thing that... We only get this one, and apparently there are scads of them, and no one bothers to mention or look at any of the others because there, that would give you context. It, 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 it was frustrating to the point of being unrealistic because in any other text, in any other you know like real world exploration, there would have been like a reading of well, this one over there, this one over there, even if they didn't make sense to give us some element of context, but. Nope, we're laser focused. We saw the name, and if it's Harry Potter, that is the only part of the story we're going to focus on. My deepest desire for the movie is to do the exact same thing and have them like all be fuzzy, except for like the one that that, that they pick up, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, this this one has Harry's name on it. This is the only important one, and it's it's super easy to find amongst the thousands because uh, we don't have much more uh, time to spend on it. Okay. <laughs> Well, Harry, against all advice from either, you know, his fellows or me yelling at the text, decides to grab said orb and, oh, look, it's a trap. We're not sure who exactly has trapped him yet. Didn't seem like he necessarily, like, immediately placed the voice. It didn't seem like it was a Voldemort kind of voice either. But I'm sure we will find out in immediate sense in the next chapter what exactly, how exa- how screwed they are and who exactly is doing that. So we do have one clue. What is the clue? We need it to is, go back it to is the description of the voice as drawling. Drawling? Oh, it's a Texan. <laughs> <laughs> a drawling voice said, very good, Potter. Now turn around nice and slowly and give that to me. Drawling? We have, I mean, we have okay, had so... a character who is discussed as having... He, it, there is a... I feel like it has to be Snape, but... That's going to be boring. Who would be the funniest person to be there? <laughs> and is there a universe where Weatherby isn't that top person? <laughs> uh, you wouldn't have said Potter. Well, eh, you probably would have said, said Harry's full name. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think he still calls Harry Harry. So I guess there are kind of two, two clues to triangulate. It is the use of Potter and... The descriptor of drawing. I'm assuming it's some Death Eater. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I feel like it has to be Snape. <sighs> I mean, the, no, so so it's somebody. 
It's probably somebody in Slytherin. I feel Snape would make the most sense because he knows where Harry Potter would have gone. Um, because they, they discussed told it. him, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that means that it can't be that. Um, <laughs> Snape would work. I mean, the other possibility is... I'm completely blanking. What was the name of the actual Voldemort agent Death Eater that Harry saw was there? The one that was seemingly torturing Sirius? Um, I don't remember if we actually got a name. I, th- I, I, thought, we, I, I thought we did, because Harry saw that guy, as, like, looking through okay. Voldemort's eyes. But yeah, I don't know. regardless, yeah. that guy wouldn't know Harry, so it, 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 I don't think it would work as well. It needs to be somebody that actually knows Harry to have that, you know, sufficiently dramatic moment. Right. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could find it quickly, but I don't... No, don't it doesn't matter. It, it's not that guy. I'm willing to call that now. Um, it, it's not... It, if Voldemort is Texan, that'd be delightful if they could draw like this. All right, house points? I... I mean, can we call, it, call this just a loss for Harry? Because... It's it's bad all around for him. I mean, he starts bad and ends bad. He starts bad and ends worse. Does it, well, we don't have a bad ending yet. He's embarrassed in front of all his friends. I mean, yeah, but that's the life of Harry Potter. I mean, I feel like he should have gotten over that by now. Well, and the thing he went to do, he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the, he still thing, doesn't know fair. where Sirius is. I mean, I think everybody else realizes it was a trap, but it seems like Harry might still be in the mindset of Sirius is somewhere. He's grasping. Um, I just, I don't think it's great. I, I think that Harry is in a, in a tizzy uh, <laughs> for the entirety of this chapter. He used all of his chips. He browbeat everyone that this mission was necessary. My visions are accurate. We have to go. You can trust me. I'm certain about this. Correct. And they arrive, and it is obviously none of that, despite his refusal to accept that as more data rolls in. Everything is wrong. Um, this is every teenager's nightmare to be this level of just out there humiliated in front of all your friends. So I, yeah, I'm going to say that Harry is loser of this chapter. Winner is hard because everybody's stuck in this mess with him. Uh, Hermione is right about approximately everything she says in this chapter. So I suppose we could award her winner. I like Luna, though. Uh, Luna might this be is, in the background having the time of her life, to be honest this with is, you. Yeah, the best place that she could ever have gotten access to. She would like to stay here, I think. Um Okay. I'm a, li- I'm a little afraid if the- she hadn't had other people with her, Luna was about to sprint and skip through that arch, whatever the hell that, that would portend. Uh, but yes, the- it- I think she has decided her new career path, if she didn't know it already, that she's going to find a way to work for the Department of Mysteries. Yes. So that, uh, that would be to, a, to rat on thing. the Department of Mysteries. <laughs> right. But 30 like, year plan. Yeah. It would. I feel like it would be kind of problematic for the Quibbler to have verified information in it. <laughs> like, it just feels thing. like she would unintentionally completely take down the paper by providing with like the paper with evidence and real things in the world <laughs> um that quibble aside do we have any other quibbles questions <laughs> queries do thestrals know every location that exists and how to get there I don't I don't know. My impression is that like they have maybe been asked to go to the Ministry of Magic before. Hmm. Um 
Harry, Harry, I, I, I kind of love that moment of where Harry, you know, like, dramatically gets on the back of the horse. Okay, we're all ready to set out. Now what the hell do I do? Yeah, nobody no nobody knows where we're going. Oh wait, at least the death horses do. What? He doesn't even know if he can command the horse. It's no. Like he, he suddenly just like, uh, could can could you go to the ministry in London? Alakazam? <laughs> <laughs> Which happened to work. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they know every location, but I do feel like, you know, we know that you can't unless you're like Dumbledore, you can't apparate into and out of Hogwarts. Um, and so I feel like they might have been tasked at some point with taking delegations of people into, into town. I, I'm not sure. I'm struggling with this one, to be honest with you. So what would be really funny is if very shortly, the next time that they're being taken by Thestral and carriage, if somebody says something just wild, because then they're just going to go off into nowhere and that those Thestrals just decide to listen. I don't know. We we know as well as the characters do how these things work. Maybe we'll yeah. find out more. Assuming the, the Thestrals at this point are going to have a good honest nap after eating so much delicious garbage. Yeah. Um, Other questions? Uh, I, don't, I feel like I should have more of the, on this chapter, but like it's just a everything's there. It's so nebulous that like yeah, it's either part of the there just isn't information, or it's going to be in the next chapter. I mean, th- this is. Uh, the elevator loading screen of a yes. chapter. Yeah, that's. Uh... Uh, I've got one that you are that you both have referenced already, but just to confirm it, Harry treats it as ominous that no one's on duty. Should we? Is it on? Is this unusual for the ministry that it is? A, it appears as abandoned as it is at this given hour of the night. I think so. Um, I think so. I think that there should at least be some sort of security, somebody there. And it's, I think it's deeply weird that there's not anybody there at all. Okay. I, that was the impression I was getting from the scene. I just want to make sure of that. that this, 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 we, we've decided what European country we're in, and it is indeed the UK. There is a, there, there is a tired, beleaguered Night Watsman always on duty. Yes, or at least some sort of troll or something wandering around. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think that the phone booth is a Get Smart reference? It could be. I've never seen Get Smart, so I don't have. Uh, yeah, it, it, if you anything. can get your hands on it, uh, uh, the it, original TV series. TV. Yeah, okay, that's what I mean. Not 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 the movie. Um, I okay. mean, the movie was fun enough, but like uh, Mel Brooks made a TV series, so it, yeah, I, this doesn't seem like right up your alley, but I, I feel like you could be entertained by it. Okay, um, and I mean, next we'll see that the Ministry of Magic has cones of silence, and. <laughs> Uh, It'll be great. I'm, I'm going to the same mindset of BJ where this chapter is meant to be ambiguous, it's meant to be mysterious. We may never get explanations for any of these, and I think that's part of the point for some of the, the random things that we see. Uh, so shall we, shall, shall we move on to my, my, other, my other favorite segment, yes. looking at the next chapter's title uh, and picture? You will thoroughly enjoy this picture, Spencer. <laughs> uh, we do get a lot of information that I was speculating on, um, and now it's the thing. Chapter 35. And it's more 35. deeply uncomfortable. Th- 35, yeah. right? Yep. Chapter 35, Beyond the Veil. Beyond the veil. Uh, but oh. it is not the veil that is pictured here. Oh, dear and God, they fly. <laughs> they fly. They don't is that have a spider brains. in there, too? Um, they don't what? have hippocampi either, which is... Oh, and an owl. Or, or sorry, cerebellum, which is very, very confusing. Yeah, the brain, um, brainstem's gone entirely. So 
there is a wizard looking thing that has a snake going into it or is the snake completely separate Unclear. Oh, the snake's completely separate yeah i think um, so yeah we have lots of things uh my favorite thing about this image is the background that was put in to make it look like it's up against the wall which is just such a weird choice to make uh <laughs> that there are these sharp edges of the walls um and yeah. the perspective is is so the perspective jarring. is wild yeah the perspective is yeah. is very strange because the vanishing point is so weird for the tank and is completely unrelated to what has been put in to suggest walls, which is also completely unrelated to all of the stuff flying in the background. Okay, Sarah, <laughs> I have one question for you that is bothering me more than anything else about this picture. Mm-hmm. Are those thought bubbles coming out of the brains? <laughs> I think they're the bubbles by which they're, they are bubbles. I think that they are, <laughs> They are self-propelling with bubbles. Unclear. PJ, <laughs> maybe you can let us know how much air actually exists in the brain to be expelled. Uh, and <laughs> Well, now that you've said that, I know what they are. Hmm. They're brain farts. They're brain farts. Yes, they are brain farts. There's, there's, there's no, no further debates needed. These are brain farts. <laughs> Question also just on, di- on direction. Um the the one brain that's like halfway out of the water is it diving in or about to dive out? That's the problem. There are no cerebellums or hind brains, so you just don't know which way they're facing. You they're don't. amba brains. They're <laughs> they're amba brains. I don't know because it does look like the ones in the foreground in the tank seem to be trying to escape what is happening above them in the air, but it's it's deeply unclear. So, it does look like it's coming out into the foreground. So this is sort of an escaping brain rather than going in or out of the tank. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, somebody maybe looks up to the Greeks and Egyptians in terms of like how they don't do perspective. <laughs> um, so I like that. I'm good with that. Uh, and BJ, in answer to your question, uh, well, what was debated in this last chapter about whether we shall see the arch and the veil again, the name of the chapter is... Beyond the Veil. I think we're going back in that room at some point. I would say that's a safe bet. (laughs) And in fact, I don't know that we get much more explained about anything else that we saw this chapter. But we do see it all again. I I expect now some element of a chase scene if they're now going to Benny Hill style, going to rapidly go through all the rooms of horror that they've been to before. And now they're all going to be involved in their effort to get the hell away from what's now coming after them. I'm here for it. All right. Well, this has been fun, guys. Yeah. Until next chapter.